0: to another episode of Ghibli Jabber. I'm Nick and I'm here with Trevor. Hello. On each episode of Ghibli Jabber, we discuss one of the works of Japanese film studio Studio Ghibli through the eyes of a fan which is me and a noob Trevor. We're going to be discussing 1989's Kiki's Delivery Service, a film about a young witch on her mandatory year of independent life whose attempts to fit into a new seaside community while supporting herself by running a Flying Delivery Service. Now the IMDb synopsis says a a courier service but I think that's a really stupid way of describing it because the title (laughs) is literally called Kiki's Delivery Service. I'm like why would you do that? Anyway with this film we're back with Hayao Miyazaki at the helm um, and we're seeing something a little bit more familiar after the departure of Isa Takahata's heart-wrenching Grey with the Fireflies last episode. Now Trevor, With My Neighbor Totoro as Miyazaki's last film, how do you feel Kiki fits into Miyazaki's body of work? And was it successful for you as a nicely animated coming-of-age dramedy?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, That was like two intense questions for me. I'm going to split them. So... Go ahead. How does it fit? How does it fit? It fits... It fits well, comma, but... I will say I was very surprised that this film was about a witch... Like going, <laughs> going into this, like I had absolutely—I mean, I, with all these films, I have no absolutely no idea what they're going to be about. But going into this one, I guess you kind of touched on this last episode—the Western influence in some of his films, or the idea that a lot of his films could take place in any culture or anywhere around the world. They're not necessarily a you know a Japanese film. Yeah, use the term like Japanese work. Catholic. Yeah, agnostic, exactly. Yeah, and I don't, and I'm not certain of like Japanese customs. I don't know about like their if they're like way to witches over there. But I guess I just was a little bit surprised by the fact that this was a film about a young witch, and um, but it felt right at home with more of the fantastical elements of like nasica and and things that kind of suspend belief. I mean her she's flying just like Mesica's flying, things like that. Um, so yeah, that and then was it successful? um yeah, I think it was a successful if I had a bake if I had to bake this film down to a couple or a, a one minute synopsis, it's a coming of age drama for a young woman, and so it was successful for me in that aspect.
0: How about you? Yeah, I really like this movie. Um, it's a similar to, I suppose, this. It's a little bit more plot driven than something like um, Totoro, which sort of just seems like it's sort of a bunch of things happening in a certain environment. This this has um, more of a narrative where the her sort of journey follows, you know, the, the narrative of the story. But it is similarly. It, it, it feels quite low stakes which is one of the things i enjoy the, at at this point in um Miyazaki's career i think this film and his next film are his most um sort of let's just chill like chill out in this in this pretty location with these nice characters and enjoy ourselves it it, it feels like that sort of point in his career um so i i do enjoy this but i don't think it says um sort of monumental A work of art, as as some of the things that even came before and will come after. It's a very sort of chill, pretty, enjoyable, quite light movie. I think it has some good things going for it. I think the way it deals with her, I guess you could call it depression. I mean, it's like a lack of self confidence in 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 sort of finding yourself in the world. But it could also be sort of a bit of an allegory for. for someone who's having sort of anxiety and depression as well, when she sort of loses her powers. Um, I think that sort of elevates the film quite a bit in the second half. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy it, but I had a feeling watching this, just knowing what you sort of enjoy about films, that you um, wouldn't like this as much as I do. Hey, don't, don't label me. <laughs> well, did, what, what are your thoughts on it?
1: I will say... I mean, I did say it was was successful. I think it is a successful film. Um, I did find myself not as engaged with this film, though. The best way I can can describe it is it kind of felt like a Monster of the Week episode. Like, I don't know if you ever watched X-Files, but in X-Files they had they had plot driven episodes and those episodes would move this story forward. And then they would have these random episodes once in a while that were monster of the week episodes that were just like, had nothing to do with the overall, um, thesis and thread of the whole series. And this yeah, is what this the same felt like to the episodes. Yes, exactly. No, 1000%. So you totally get it. So this kind of felt like a monster of the week, studio Ghibli film to me. Um, which doesn't mean that it's bad. Some of the best episodes of X-Files are Buffy the, the vampire slayer are monster of the week episodes so um i just was not as engaged with this story as much
0: sorry what do you mean when you say it's monster of the week do you mean it's a bit episodic in terms of the things that happens like she goes here and something happens she goes here and something happens or you're saying it doesn't feel like it's thing anything is of substance is happening i'm, I'm not sure what you mean when you related to the monster yeah
1: yeah thank you um i'm probably gonna get like like hate mail from people who love this movie so much because i have a couple friends who were like oh you're gonna watch that one that one's a good one um it feels not right i know right i'm like oh we're so important um no it feels it feels not it doesn't feel as important as the films that i've seen so far this one feels more like a general animated film I would just see come from America. And, but I want to give the caveat with that is that I know the underlying message and I get, I get this coming of age. Our main character is a young female who's gone on a journey and the journey trope, it's like the same thing that we see in the, uh, Homer's Odyssey It's this, you're thrust out of innocence, you're thrust into a situation that is unlike anything you've ever experienced before. And you need to find skills and develop things that are going to help you cope with that or move forward and become an an, an, an adult, essentially, like you don't have innocence anymore. So I get the journey story, but it's just super low stakes to me. It's like, okay, she delivers a bunch of things to people and she's the switch in this town and okay at any moment she could fly back home like it just didn't feel like that much of a so that's what i mean by monster of the week episode that's a long roundabout way but it just didn't feel as important as the other ones we've seen so far
0: right so monster of the week in terms of the the films that have come before like this is the episode that is Mm -hmm. a bit of a throwaway okay no i understand Mm -hmm. that but i guess that's what as I was saying, this is kind of like a hangout kind of movie for me. I I watch yeah. this when I just want to see some some sort of nicely animated visuals, you know, some some cute scenes, you know, a few laughs, a few, you know, sad moments. It's just, yeah, not not a heap's happen, not a heap happens. It's quite genteel or genial, whichever word makes more sense in this context. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, it's really beautiful, sort of. As I I think I mentioned last week, or no, as you mentioned just earlier, um, sort of a very sort of Eurocentric sort of vibe and it's sort of just like a fun sort of nice place to to spend time with by the water. That's sort of what I get mostly from it. I, and like I said, I do enjoy the journey that she goes on. I think it's strong enough and relatable enough to carry me through the movie. But yeah, I, I don't put it as high as some others, but I still... It has a lot to offer for what it is.
1: And I'm I'm like raising my hand over here, but I'm I um I don't I think that my critiques can sometimes come off a little harsh, but I want to I want to give credit where credit is due. Again, as all Miyazaki films have been so far, we're putting women as the protagonists and we're giving women scream time to tell their stories. And so the fact that this was 1989 and it was showing a coming of age story of a young 13 year old girl. That's awesome. That's incredible. Like we need to give credit where credit is due.
0: Yeah. I I enjoy that. You, you mentioned that, um, the sort of female led narrative, that's something that shouldn't be dismissed and, you know, young female as well. I mean, so we usually talk about these or I try to steer the conversation through two things you know, you know the visuals and the characters on the first front what do you think of do you think the animation style has developed and gotten sort of more textured or do you feel it's you know of a similar level as what has come before and what what are your thoughts in general about how it's animated
1: yeah um I think that I got well oh this kind of bleeds into the our favorite sequences and our favorite uh, shots moment but um there were some pretty arresting shots of her flying and like the the visuals of the city um and especially like her, when she first got to the city that she was going to be the witch of that city Um, uh, so there's the those things stood out to me Um it didn't feel like miyazaki had grown leaps and bounds from his last film like it still felt very very run i mean very him very his style very that Um, type of animation but again always beautiful i don't have anything bad to say about the the animation that comes from these studio ghibli films how about you do you watching this over and over again have you wait how many times have you seen this one would you say
0: oh i don't know maybe five or six times it'd be it could be a way more it could be slightly less um yeah it's hard especially because we're going through them chronologically, this has only came out a year after My Neighbor Totoro. So it's, you know, you, you don't watch one and then the other and go, oh, the character design is infinitely ty- you know infinitely better than the previous film. You can sort of sense in each of his movies that there are certain visual elements that he's sort of more interested in. And, you know, perhaps the movie is set in the setting it is to sort of focus on those sort of elements of things that he loves. You know, sometimes... It, it comes up in the in the criteria that we have you know talking about his love of flight and things like that and you can tell he builds a narrative around being able to show lots of weird flying machines in this one is it seemed to be almost maybe architectural there is there is the flight element with sort of the dirigible and the you know wanting to the, the tombo and his obsession with flight and then obviously, Kiki, fine. We'll we'll get into this towards when we go through (laughs) those various characteristics. But this is probably the out of all the films of his, is probably spends the most time, sort of on the details of a township and the the buildings and how, you know, they they look sort of piled on top of each other and how they relate to the landscape around them.
1: Beautiful.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I feel like so visually that's probably what he spent the most time sort of honing his craft on. And that, that, that's what might sort of look um, sort of more impressive than in previous films, sort of that attention to detail of the, Mm -hmm. not just of the, you know, of a particular room or a particular wall, but of a township and how that all sort of works together and the geography of that, and then the architecture of that. So that, I mean, in terms of the visuals, that sort of, seems to be a lot a lot of the focus is on that and obviously and again we'll get to this more flying is a very particular there's a very particular visual quality that comes with flight and that's something that was obviously also of interest um, and something that he would have sort of spent a lot of his time working on but that's something that he you know a lot of his previous movies looked into that as well Um, you know with all the various flying ships and gunfighters and things like that but yeah that that sort of smoothness of the camera of kiki or whoever sort of approaching land and sort of flying over paddocks and things like that that's a very sort of important visual element to this movie um what did you think of kiki
1: i think that she was like perfectly portrayed like she was a 13 year old girl like she was had complex feelings wanted to be on her own wanted to do her things her own way didn't want to didn't want to wear the dress that her mother wanted her to wear wanted to fly her own broom like it was just very much so a young teenager who's not necessarily prepared to be an adult fighting against every everything that the adults say that's going to help her become an adult um going on her own journey so i think it stayed true to like uh, that realisticness of being an adolescent and being 13. Um, It wasn't incredibly like drawn to her. I will say that I saw some parallels between, or like she felt like a foil to Nasika, which, you know, is one of my favorites that we've seen so far. And they shared some very similar traits in terms of their, uh, their desire to lead. And their desire to uh, do good. I mean, we even saw that with Kiki when she offered to return the pacifier to the lady that dropped it from the the butcher. I mean, it's not the butcher. Sorry, the baker's the baker. Um, so yeah, so some parallels there and strong strong female character, but in an adolescent sense. So very true.
0: Yeah, but I think there's enough sort of different shades that are brought out in her as you say she sort of starts very willful with her mother and is like yeah i'm gonna go now she knows what she wants she's not a very good flyer but it doesn't really bother her she just goes and does it she thinks she obviously i mean the point of that i suppose she hasn't really been challenged by life yet so she's like yeah i'm just gonna go and do it it's a perfect night i want to do it she goes out into the world um yeah, and then she loses a lot of that when she realises that things aren't always going to go perfectly for her. But I I also enjoy how much she really hates Tombo. Like, she's just so mean to him. And I don't know if it's just because so she, she notices the attraction or she just doesn't know how to deal with boys is probably um, a lot of it as well. And she wants to impress him, but she doesn't want to kn- to know that she wants to impress him. There's a lot of different elements at play. Some of them, you know, quite broad, but then some of them also quite subtle as well. You know, for for every sort of claim to the contrary, she does actually want Tombo to like her, even though she's constantly, mm-hmm. um, you know, she'll say in one scene how much she she hates him, and then the next scene it's like, what am I going to wear to the party that he invited me to? You know, so there's, there's <laughs> very like teenage,
1: thirteen year old teenage girl like that's yeah. like very that
0: yeah, I like how that sort of plays also out. Also, very
1: thirteen year old teenage boy. <laughs>
0: And I mean, there's also, it's not, it's not something that's really touched upon too heavily, but there's also that sort of dichotomy of what it's like from someone from a small town to go into a big town, um, you know, and she has certain values. She says to Tombo at the beginning, you should have introduced yourself first. And mm-hmm. Tombo is like, Oh, you're just like my grandmother. She would say something like that. So the idea of someone from a, maybe sort of a, simpler place going into a more um, more of a metropolis and having to sort of adapt to those new values as well as it's not a a super important part of it but I think it's um, it adds to the challenges that she's having to sort of move into adulthood and to adapt to this new place that she's in Um, yeah and and like I said before I, I do enjoy the journey that she goes on from this sort of super positive um, person is someone just sort of beaten down by life. Um, and it's not sort of any particular event. It just sort of one thing sort of piles up on, on top of the other. And then, you know, then she loses her child, like, you know, In connections sense. to Gigi stops. She can't talk to her cat anymore. She mm-hmm. can't use her powers you know, she sort of, yeah, she sort of basically falls into depression. And that's, um, I, I, like I said before, I think that sort of adds something to the movie that it sort of is willing to go there and to give time to the idea that, you know, as you sort of grow up, you know, you, you can become disappointed by life and you can feel a bit flat sometimes and you just have to take the time and work through it. I think that's sort of a, a good message. And I, and I think like all the, all Miyazaki movies, like they're sort of populated by all these other, you know, cute, fun, supporting characters. I enjoyed you know, there's a lot to like in this, in this movie, like, you know, Gigi's sort of a fun sort of counterpoint and um, Ursula, who she meets as the the painter in the woods is sort of, you know, a fun sort
1: yeah. of Yeah. Oh, I liked her a lot.
0: Mentor. Yeah. She was, yeah, she adds a little bit of, something to it. Well, did, do you have anything to say about any of the other characters?
1: No, okay, but like <laughs> you just made me think of the fact that, sorry I'm interjecting with a completely different topic, but this, no, I guess one of the reasons too why the, this movie didn't kind of like think, it wasn't a thing to me was because it felt very low stakes like, it just didn't feel like, every film that we've seen prior, there was something on the line that that was so important that I became invested. And this one, I just wasn't that invested. I don't know. And there was peril, and there were moments of, like, oh, is he going to fall out of the big freaking blimp or whatever? And But I just didn't... You know, low stakes. That's kind of what I felt. But I did like... Sorry, I did like The Girl in the Woods. <laughs>
0: But you, you weren't sort of along with Kiki on her journey. You didn't want her to do well. You didn't want her to be happy like that. I mean, that they're sort of the stakes for me.
1: I did. I did want her to do well, but it wasn't a matter of like, like a lot of these films we've seen, it wasn't a matter of, and maybe this is just me being conditioned with Studio Ghibli films up to this point, but it wasn't a matter of life or death in these moments of her doing well. It was kind of like a, oh, is she going to make it through her one year trial of being a witch? Or is she going to go back home? I, the stakes just felt so low to me.
0: They didn't feel the stakes aren't low for her. I mean, I I, I know what you mean. I mean, I I said totally in the, that the film is, is for low me, stakes but, for me. But for a thirteen-year-old girl, um, I think if if you get on her wavelength um, and can sort of empathize empathize with her, you really sort of do want her to do well. But yeah, no, I I agree. It's a low stakes film, and I don't think that necessarily makes it any better or worse. Um, I think it's just, yeah, it's a different sort of story again. I don't know. I've talked about it with most of the films. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of time and effort paid to sort of characterizing her in sort of a very realistic way. Uh, Like there's just a scene when she sort of moves into that in the house above the bakery where she sort of just needs to go to the toilet in the morning. And she sort of runs out to the toilet and then she sort of waits for the baker to leave before she sort of runs back up. It's like a lot of these cute little touches um, that make me really, like really enjoy that character and sort of get pulled along because of those sort of very sort of human touches of the things she does. You know, like I think, you know, after a long day, she just sort of collapses into bed. There's a lot of that kind of stuff and her just like not wanting to Mm -hmm. do things like,
1: or her wanting the, the shoes. She's like, I just want to buy these shoes. And I was like, girl, i get you.
0: <laughs> we definitely connect to different things in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a line I wrote down. She's like, um, you know, I made these friends, but suddenly I can't stand to be with them anymore. Like that. <laughs> like, I, I don't remember when she said. that. It, making... Yeah, that's <laughs> a fellow introvert. I can definitely relate so if to So I feel about like... you. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah can I mute you wait um <laughs> i i actually really i think Kiki is i mean we, we, she, maybe we don't, she doesn't get talked about as much because it's not as interesting or there's not as much going on in this movie but she is one of my favorite um Ghibli protagonists i think well
1: and this movie's like highly rated like people still consider it an amazing anime film so i feel like maybe we're being too gloom and glum about it but I don't think that, I mean, I certainly get that y- you really enjoy it. And I don't, I don't hate this movie by any means. I
0: mean, I also like the fact that it's not a film that needs to saddle itself with Uh, like, there's no villain in this movie, you know, the, the like only sort of, yeah. I mean, the villain is your own self doubt, you know, or, you know, fear of the unknown that there's, there's nothing and birds who are angry. The other villains. Um I hate that. I no. that scene. <laughs> um, I like that it c- creates a narrative where, yeah, all the the conflicts are very small, but like I said, I think very strongly felt by her. And I could. And sort they're of, powerful, know,
1: and they're universal. Yeah, like absolutely. you said, self doubt so universal.
0: Do you have a um, favorite shot of the movie? If you want to go into that
1: yeah yeah actually. I'm bringing back my minus my tierith moment um when she came to the town when she like she's like that's my city and the whole the whole shot of her flying over the city and like it was building after building after building just behind each other and like uh tiered that was it was just beautiful um that was my favorite shot, and my favorite sequence was definitely the birds like I was traumatized by these crows they look like magpies to me i'm gonna say i'm like that looks like a freaking magpie but you guys call them crows maybe i don't know um i maybe that's just the translation but anywho i was it was shooketh by this gaggle of no it's a murder it's a murder of crows coming at yeah. her terrified me how about you
0: <laughs> i think my favorite shot i mean i only thought about this just before um recording that was the one at the I think it's at the very beginning of the film when she's just taking off for the first time. It's just sort of a front-on shot of her face. with just like a big grin on her face and like her hair sort of being sort of swept up by the wind as she's taking off for the first time. As a shot, that's probably my favourite shot because it just sort of gets into her head so quickly about, you know, what gives her joy in life. And it's, at the moment, it's, well, flying, but then also the thrill of what is to come, I suppose. Um, Yeah, so back when she was still sort of you know, happy about this year of going away. Favourite sequence? Yeah, I mean, visually the things I enjoy most about this film are sort of, yeah, the ones, the shots where she's sort of flying into town. I mean, there's the original, there's the initial shot from the train where she's looking out um, on top of the train at sort of the town in the distance. That's beautiful. But then when she sort of flies off the train and sort of is coming over the water, over the boats, um, up to the town, that's gorgeous. And then the other the other shot when she um takes off with sort of the map around her neck to try to find out where to go, and it's just sort of the shot is above her, and then you can see sort of the town below her. That's another um, gorgeous sequence. I also I don't know it's just like the the scene where she's just gone to see she's she's just sort of met Ursula in the woods, and she's talking to Gigi, and she's like, oh this this painter wants to do a drawing of me, and Gigi's like, naked? Like, that's, I don't know why, I just love that <laughs> shot. I thought it was like an American thing that they might have thrown in, but then I watched the, su- the subtitle version, and I'm like, oh, that's that, that's in the thing. I, like, I just, that's, that's sort of my favourite comic relief. Shall we get to our rating? Okay, so these four, these five criteria out of two, let's start with strong, complex female characters.
1: I give it a two. I don't mm-hmm. think I need to like even explain it. So two. No.
0: Yeah, we've basically already discussed that. Two for me as well. Exactly. How about <laughs> next, how about environmental concerns?
1: Um uh zero. It didn't feel as overt to me this time. If it was anything, it was slim.
0: Yeah. I've given it a one. Again, maybe just because there's nature in it but I, I think like the scenes with <laughs> the just her relationship with the crows and all and, and that um sort of element like the respect
1: for the animals i get that
0: yeah exactly yes. and how they're sort of helping her along and how she sort of gives yeah and like she sort of oh look at these ducks they're so great um yeah and then yeah yeah, treating yeah treating the crows with not just as villains as well but with an understanding of why they're angry at her because they think that um, she's trying to steal their eggs. I, I, I'm sticking with one. I'm sticking with one. I'm, 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 I'm Do it. D- digging Sticks my heels. In guns,
1: it Do it.
0: So um, an interest in flight or flying machines. For me, this is a two for obvious reasons. What about you?
1: Oh, really? For me, it's a zero. I'm just kidding. Really? It's a two.
0: Okay. <laughs> just... I was like, maybe we're thinking about eat. criteria differently. <laughs> Yeah, lots of flying.
1: Especially the blimp Uh, moment. I love a blimp.
0: It's a dirigible.
1: A dirigible? Oh, God, Yeah. What movie were you
0: watching? Jeez. Um, Lots of flight. Yeah, and the general interest of the characters in flight and Kiki's skill is kind of flying. What about (laughs) the power of love as an important factor?
1: I'd give it a one. I think that it was a... Especially when she's saving, what's his name again? Tombaugh. Oh, dirigible, yeah. Um, and not necessarily that she loves him like love, love, but a care for human beings, which I would, I would quantify as some sort of love. Um, that and and a love, a love for her culture. This idea that she's leaving to spend a year to become the witch she's supposed to be, and so although she's just excited, she's still sacrificing a year away from her family and going on this journey. And so I think it's like a love for what it means to be a witch. So I give it a one.
0: Yeah. I gave it a one as well. I mean, if you were to replace love with self-belief, then, you know, it would be a two. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm sort of dragging in for the one I'm kind of dragging in that sort of love of self and the importance of that in terms of this criteria. So I, I, I'm giving it a one, but yeah, it's not, something sort of textually explicit uh and the final criteria the prevalence of sort of water and water related things like rivers boats islands what do you get i'd give
1: it a one i give it a one it's like seaside she wants to go to the sea she wants to be in a town by the sea um but yeah give it a one how about you
0: i'm giving it a two and this is a stretch but just because I made this Tuba criteria and nothing has really fit it so much so far. So I'm, I need to give it some <laughs> love. Um, and I think the C element is, it's not important to the narrative at all, but I think it's important to the visuals and the general, true. In terms of the animation. Town. um, so again, I'm giving it two, but it's, that's probably not a deserved two. Uh, so out of that particular 10, what are you, what are you giving it? A six. And I'm giving it an eight. And out of ten for the movie itself, what are you giving it?
1: I gave it a six.
0: Okay, so that's the lowest it's been since. Um, that's the second lowest after mm-hmm. Laputa. Um No Lupin. What do you think I'll give this?
1: I think yes. that you'll give this like a seven five or an eight.
0: It's an eight for me. Uh, there'll be lots of eights here. Yeah. It may be it that's may close. be more of a seven that's five, like, It may be more of a seven five, but. I do. I, I I love watching this movie. I think it's a. I, I yeah. I, I'm not. I don't to explain myself to you, Trevor. No, <laughs> yeah. um,
1: no, you better explain yourself. Yeah, I
0: think it's just a. Yeah, it the, its slightness. Which I mean, it's same, I use that term with Totoro as well. It's probably not the best way to describe it. But yeah, the low stakes, element of it is what sort of, you know, takes that couple of points off. But, it is also what. I enjoy about it. So, um, yeah, sticking with an eight. So that's a 16 overall for me, which is pretty high, actually. Um, what about you? What was that?
1: Oh, shoot. That was a 12.
0: Yeah, was it was a two sixes? Okay. Yeah, two sixes. Cute. Now, um, connections. How do you sort of relate this film? I mean, we we vaguely mentioned it before, but how do you sort of, are there sort of things in this film that you can sort of relate to previous works from Miyazaki? i i
1: kind of t- i kind of touched on it earlier but the i just saw a lot of kiki or nasika and kiki and so I thought about that and then i guess the fact that she was on her own without her family which was like a lot of the prior Miyazaki films so um other than that like there weren't very strong motifs or things like that to me how about you
0: yeah i mean as we say like that, that those sort of five criteria that we rate these movies by a uh obviously things that sort of connect a lot of these movies. Um, character wise, I mean you say Nausicaa, but they're just such different films that to me I I don't sort of in my mind you I don't can't see. It? Of, oh. I just can't relate the two. And I mean this is sort of work this film is sort of working in a different genre to a lot of the rest of his movies. So even if even though there's characters of similar ages in previous films um like you could say tombo is of a similar age to uh the characters in nausicaa and laputa i just can't connect them because he's sort of like a silly romantic foil versus the other ones who are always sort of very serious or adventurous um so a lot of the character types and and the actions from the characters are quite different in this movie just because it's working in um, oh, I agree with that. A bit different genre. Anyway, it's even got like a sort of Disney, sort of talking animal sidekick. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's a different. It's in a different sort of world.
1: We didn't touch uh, on that, but I was kind of blown away with that in this movie. I did not expect the cat to talk. Like that just felt. I don't know why. I was like, that's going to be well because we've seen animals before in these films, especially the squirrel, fox, or whatever. Yeah. And that didn't talk. And then this cat talked. I was like, this is Sabrina. She's a Tendon. witch.
0: She has magic. I know.
1: I'm, I know. I know. I know. I know. But I was just like, I was like, shooketh. So, yes.
0: Yeah, she's basically Sabrina. Um, yeah, she is Sabrina. Yeah. So in that way, I don't sort of relate the characters as much. I I don't know if you saw it, but, like, you know, there's this sort of old lady she becomes friends with. And then um, she has sort of a, a, another old woman working for her. I just felt like. The woman working for her looked a lot like Dola from Laputa. I don't know if you can you see that in head.
1: Yes, and I did. Because you mentioned, the, mentioned this earlier. And yes, when? I did. Uh, literally, when we watched that, you're like, you're going to see these characters animated in a very similar way. And they're going right. to be similar characters. Yeah. yeah. And so I did.
0: Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. The other, the other characters like Asano, who runs the bakery and... Ursula they, they feel like quite fresh characters again probably yeah. because it's working in a different genre you know you have no reason to have like a an Ursula character in Nausicaa and there's no time for them in the adventure stories as well um yeah so they that's another reason why I guess I like this movie because it's sort of it has its own little world and it doesn't feel quite it's more fresh um, yeah not like yeah I agree I guess we'll chat next time when we talk about 1991's Only Yesterday. See you then.
1: I'm excited. See ya.